Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. And today I'm here with CNN's Isabel Chapman from our investigations team. Hi, Isabel. Hi, thanks for having me. So you recently came to us with a big environmental story that I know you've been working on for quite a while now. So where does it start? This story starts in December 2008 when there was a coal ash spill at a power plant near Kingston, Tennessee. Tennessee residents are watching their homes literally drown in a sea of sludge after a It was an environmental catastrophe. It killed fish. It affected the, the river nearby. A tidal wave of water and coal ash burst out of the plant's retention pond, cascading sludge onto 300 acres of surrounding land and waterways, including... There's an iconic photo that people may remember seeing of a White House buried in coal ash. What goes to your head? Uh, Depression, really. I mean, it's so sad because it was so pretty here. It was a billion-dollar cleanup. It took years. So I guess that leads me to ask, what is coal ash and why did it cause such a, a disaster? Right. So most people have probably never heard of coal ash, but it's what's left over when we burn coal. It's the residue and it's toxic. So after this Kingston spill, the feeling inside the EPA based on, you know, the conversations that I had during reporting was, you know, we need to do something about this problem. There were no federal regulations on the books about coal ash disposal. So in 2015, the Environmental Protection Agency laid out rules for how to close these ponds that were unlined and contaminating groundwater above levels that were permitted. And at the time, they said, you know, there's two ways to do this. You can cap in place, which means that you seal the ash in place and you put a cap over it, or you can dig it up and move it. But there are more than 500 coal ash ponds across the United States. And of those, most of them are unlined. So that means that there's no liner beneath the pond to prevent contamination in the pond from seeping out of it. Wow. So in theory, something like what happened in Kingston, Tennessee, like you were saying, a toxic sludge everywhere, that could happen at some of these unlined ponds all over the country. I think that there are two main concerns that environmentalists raise. One, that they often contaminate groundwater. And two, that there could be a catastrophe like what happened at Kingston. So this is a pond? Yeah, just on the other side of this levee is the pond. So I heard about a pond in Alabama when I started this reporting that has four times as much coal ash as what's spilled in Tennessee. So I went down there. I wanted to learn more about it. Okay, so this is where we are. Um, we're at the bottom of the coal ash pit. Over there this pond is located at Alabama Power's Plant Berry, which opened in the 1950s at a time when Mobile was really on the up and up. The pond at Plant Berry is enormous. It's nearly as large as the National Mall. Wow. So, I mean, that's all this old magna coal ash. It's essentially just a big dirt wall. And I'm sure So in 2015, Alabama Power, like many utilities, realizes that they need to close this unlined pond. And they decide that they're going to cap it in place, which basically means they put a cap on top of the pond. I want to clarify that they do dewater this pond so that the footprint of the pond is smaller. But one of the, the things that utilities had to do per federal regulations was monitor the groundwater nearby and see if these ponds are what type of water contamination is happening near these ponds. We'll also see some of these groundwater monitoring wells and they're polluting today. You know, so. so Alabama Power, through this groundwater monitoring, discovers that there is groundwater contamination near this pond. Wait, so... There's already some of this coal ash seeping into the groundwater. 
So how does putting a cover on top of the pond stop that from happening? Right. So that's a really good question. It seems intuitive, right? If you put a cap on top of something that's leaking from the bottom, that's probably not going to fix the problem. We had one source who said... It's like putting an umbrella over a kid in a swimming pool and hoping he doesn't get wet. Hmm. However, there's just not that much research on this problem. So environmentalists that we spoke to say, you know, why would we wait for more data on this if this is such an obvious non-solution for the problem? Okay, so they have this plan for closing the pond that experts say may not actually go far enough. But what do people who live nearby actually think about it? We want to welcome everyone to the public hearing on behalf of the Alabama Department of Environmental Management. So when we went to Alabama last spring, one of the reasons we went was to go to a public hearing on this closure plan. And so there were dozens of people that spoke at this. Um, I was actually there this weekend, and it's always striking how close to the river the pond is. The main concern I have right now is that it's already leaking. I believe leaving the coal ash ponds in place is taking a chance with something that should not be left to chance. You know, many of these people were really concerned about the delta that it's sitting in. It's an amazing place, and it's a miracle that it survived as long as it has. The water in this part of Alabama is really a part of the culture there. You know, people should be caring about us, but they put an online coal ash pond near us. You know, there are folks down there who have a lot of faith in the utility to do the right thing. And, you know, they think that this plan works for them. But so if this happened tomorrow, what are the things that would be you would be most worried about? Like, is it like we heard from a lot of, you know, environmental groups in this story. We're one hurricane away on the coast from this being a massive disaster. You know, they really worry about the environmental risks of leaving this in place. They worry about the the ongoing water contamination. Think about the ash that's in a fireplace. It is so fine. Now wet it. How do you clean that up? So these are the flowers of this lily, uh, the lily pad here. It's called spatter dock. This delta is really biodiverse. It's one of the largest and one of the most biodiverse river systems in North America. There are at least 35 kinds of orchids. But they look, I always think they look like eyeballs poking up out of the water, you know? There are probably more turtle species in this river system than anywhere else on Earth. It is the most diverse river system, and that coal ash is sitting there right on the edge of it. And, and so one of the, the folks we spoke to down there, his name is Ben Rains. He was an environmental journalist. You know, he's dubbed the Delta America's Amazon, which I think really underscores the fear that environmentalists have about what could happen to this area. Um, But it's this ticking time bomb. And as long as it sits there on the edge of the river, it is a perpetual threat to this river system. Yeah. And we should say that Alabama Power is standing by its plan to cap the pond in place. It filed documents with state regulators where they acknowledge the environmental concerns, but say the plan is safe and in line with federal requirements. They also say a disaster is unlikely and that the pond has no impact on drinking water. But Isabel, in light of all these concerns that we've heard from residents that you just talked about, is this plan to close the pond actually going to happen this way? The Alabama Department of Environmental Management approved Alabama Power's plan to close the Berry Pond in place over the summer. EPA Administrator Michael Regan, who's a Biden appointee, told CNN that his agency is actively investigating. And, you know, he said, and I'm going to quote him here, if there is coal ash in contact with groundwater, that's putting the health and safety of communities at risk and requires our attention. I think what's interesting about this story and the problem of coal ash in general is, you know, as 
The Biden administration works to transition away from fossil fuels. There are some long-term consequences that we're going to have to deal with, coal ash being one of them. It's not as simple as an on-off switch when it comes to burning coal. There are long-term byproducts and consequences of using that as an energy source for so long. And there are communities that are sort of caught in between and ecosystems that are sort of caught in the middle of that. Right. Some very real impacts here. And I should say more of Isabel's reporting is up right now on CNN.com, including some incredible pictures and video. We'll leave a link to that in our show notes. Isabel Chapman from our investigations team. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. After the break, the trial of Elizabeth Holmes is coming to a close. Welcome back. Here's a little of what's happening this week. Another high-profile trial is set to wrap up this week. Closing arguments are scheduled for Thursday in the trial of Elizabeth Holmes. The founder of blood testing startup Theranos has pleaded not guilty to several fraud charges after being accused of misleading investors and patients about the capability of her testing machines. And starting Monday, be sure to take some time to look up into the night sky. The annual Geminid meteor shower starts tomorrow and ends early Tuesday morning. It's been one of the most eventful displays of shooting stars since it was discovered in 1862. Experts say the pre-dawn hours are the best times to catch a glimpse. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohamed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Special thanks this week to Sergio Hernandez. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to follow CNN Five Things on your smart speaker or wherever you get your podcasts. Our team has the latest headlines for you all week long, starting tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a good week.